Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that no matter what time of day it is is always ready for freddy oh my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're looking forward to all the movies marathons and more happening at screenland with our annual preview of this year's shocktober and whether you've shown an Italian musician a cat hole or not, mm. you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. I'll have been your excuse, excuse hole. <laughs> and if you find yourself <laughs> scooting around on social media, uh, you can find us over on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and spooky shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, September 30th, <laughs> if you live in the Kansas City area, head on over to Screenland.com where you will find they have your spooky shenanigans taken care of indoors and virtually. And the Friday this episode is releasing. Yes. Our latest Friday Night Fright has courted controversy from when it was a book to when it was released as a film, mm -hmm. to when it is still playing today. So we hope we see all of you horror hounds out for American Psycho. Bring your business cards and your Huey Lewis soundtracks. We're going <laughs> to rock out. Oh, and then and your um, raincoats. Oh, of course, if you're yeah. very professional. you got to watch out for splatter. Don't just stare at it, genius. Eat it. Mm -hmm. Might be one of the great lines ever. And again, it's a movie that is equally funny, frightening, and as we mentioned before, it's a movie that is... It can be that, misconstrued. There's a number of interpretations... It can be looked at it the wrong way. ...on how it goes, but that's what makes the movie in text so rich. So please come on out for that. Now, we're not going to necessarily look forward to next Friday Night's Fright yet. We're going to do that all in this episode. Uh -huh. But one of the other repertory screenings that are happening are Francois Truffaut's The 400 Blows. Sure. <laughs> it's... I've got a wide... French Gap filmography going on, and that is a huge gap just in terms yeah. of, I can't, I've seen my way through that. All right, I can't, I, no, 400 Blows sounds like a parody movie. Yeah. Sounds like one you see behind the beaded curtain. That's good, yeah, I was going to say, you I think I saying? did see. I think I did see it, but it wasn't, it, 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 there was a lot of French stuff in it, but it wasn't in French. Now, now French Extremity, that's a different story. I can tell a lot more about French Extremity. I mean, I'm, I, I appreciate French New Wave, but I don't like... Uh, I'm not very familiar with it. I might love it. That's just it. This is your chance, then, to fill that gap, genius. Now, I'll of course... At least 100 of those 400 blows. I mean, I'm down for at least a quarter. Of Pace yourself. Right. Pace yourself. Okay. <laughs> it is a... Uh, what is it? It's a marathon, not a race. Not a race. <laughs> Now, that being said, in terms of new films that are going to be released, especially on the horror vibe, mm -hmm. and this is one when I saw the trailer for initially, kind of got a kind of got a weird vibe on it, but at the same time, 
I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. It's new horror. But uh, playing that weekend, Smile. Smile. I, I've heard good things. I've heard interesting things. Um, talking off mic to our our guest here in a minute, uh, it's a very early 2000s. It does have that kind of a feel, almost like a dark castle. Yeah. I'm always, I was always down for new horror in the early 2000s, so... There's- Give this one a shot. There's I'm some good down, stuff. Down for smiling. And that, there, there's a scene in that movie though in the trailer that fucking gave me go whoa, whoa when she that lady comes out and like help me and then next thing her head kind of like falls down to the, the side. last bit of the trailer. Yeah, you did guffaw. You yeah. loudly guffawed when we saw that trailer. <laughs> I remember seeing people turn to look at you going, "What is that guy's deal?" Like monster, you know, <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> now there are a number of other things that are going to be happening soon at Screenland, so make sure you're checking that out. But again, whether you live in the Kansas City area or whether you live afar, there are multiple ways that you can help support Screenland because they are just our favorite little mom and pop local business. Uh, you can rent a number of films from them directly by going to ScreenlandOnline.com, or even better, become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com/Screenland. Where, amongst the many perks they offer, uh, Genius and I get to contribute a little movie watch party called the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, our latest one that you can have access to tomorrow. Uh, actually, uh, it'll be no. no you're you're still a week. This is a week actually ahead that we're recording this. Ah, <laughs> so you'll have access to our latest one where we're streaming both uh, Monkey Shines mm-hmm. and Uninvited. Yes. We loved the animal attack thing so much from August. Keep it on. We're, we're going to land it. this time. Now, that being said, both of the films are streaming on Shutter, but by joining the film family, you're going to have access to it. In an essence, it's basically, if you're not here for Friday Night Frights... Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we got you. We got you the home game. It is the home game because we have put together a customized pre-show, a videotaped intro where Genius and I give you some information and context behind the films, custom trailer reel, and of course... The scintillating post-film discussion where we try to process both of these things. And to be quite honest with you, I think both of those will lead to some interesting conversations. Monkeys and cats? Uh, no, I have no strong opinions about monkeys or cats. <laughs> the baggage you bring has definitely changed probably since the last time you've screened both of these. Absolutely. No doubt. Now, uh, of course, uh, if that sounds interesting, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius... I'm talking Patreon and Film Family. E-bellies. We also have our own little Film Family gathering at Patreon. And quite honestly, I'd like to think we have a tier for every fear, mm-hmm. be it from the Squidly Diddly to the I've Seen That to Another Time. Another place. We have a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, please check it out. I'd like to think we give a lot of bang for the buck, mm-hmm. regardless of your tier. So head over to Patreon.com slash Nightmare Junkhead. Have a good time with us. Become a pally. Yeah, come on down. Be a pally. Be fucking rad. Be fucking rad. Be fucking rad. Oh, and don't forget, while you're on the internet, go to the Kansas City Horror Club and check out the event that we are having on October 1st at the Twin Drive-In. We are showing Critters, the OG, and the remake of The Blob. Tickets are $10 a carload with a swap and shop right beforehand with 40 40 horror-themed vendors all there with all their spooky wares. Again, $10 a car load. The, the Swap and Shop starts at 4. Movies around 7-ish. About when it times it gets dark. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. And it's always a blast. Number one, you're getting two you know, scary stuff from the skies, mm-hmm. double feature. But more importantly, this is a great time to go ahead and stock up on all of your you know, holiday 
you know, gift buying guides for all of your genre fans. Yeah. This is the best time all for local, it. All local homemade stuff. A lot of good things there. Well, speaking of local, homemade, and rad, this particular episode, when we break it out, it it's become one of those... Uh, it's tradition, mm-hmm. to, tradition. Bring on, to bring on this guest. Now, you know him as the co-host of the Nightmare Hour podcast. You know him as the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival. And you also know him as the co-owner of Screenland Armor. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, the one and only Adam Roberts. Hello, 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 hello. I said hello to everybody in the room. And everyone listening. Uh, Hello to you, too. I was only (laughs) greeting the four people in the room. Who's the other two people? No, our own little private audience. Imaginary gonna, friends. You've rearranged things, so I don't know. Is this like a panic room now? Yeah, is this an escape room? Just down that dark hallway is where the gimps are. Yeah, oh, gimps. 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 Real Plural. people have two. Plural. He's talking to the people that are buried behind the walls, all Casca Monticello style. <laughs> just like. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to get a little uh, cautionary tale gate style of right. you know yeah. The, yeah. the construction worker that got caught inside. Yeah. There's somewhere in the basement, there's like a freak. Running yeah. around. La freak. So, and chic. should be noted, and because we've had enough time with Barbarian, uh, there were multiple moments when they're going in the Rungeon within the Rungeon, it looked a lot like Screenland, the, the basement back in the day. Back in the day. I was expecting you to show up like in one of those cages. Oh, you're talking about where Rewind is now. Yeah, where he used to have... Oh, there was gimps everywhere. Yeah. Before I had to sell them all and just have two now in the back hall. Right. I couldn't help but giggle a couple of times. I'm like, man, what a... What a, a yeah. transformation the, the that has gone on. The relocation process was a long one. <laughs> Listen, it's 2022. Uh, gimps can do whatever they want. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's keep them in the basement. There's Free a grant gimps. for that. A grant for the gimps. So getting, getting them, you know. Save the gimps. Relocation grants yes, for the gimps? Absolutely. Save the gimps. They need uh, just as much support as anyone else. Hey, good news on Barbarian. This is maybe the first time ever in 10 years of owning a theater for two weeks in a row. Even with three brand new releases, Barbarian strongly held number one place. That's us. great. Wow. Uh, and it held two of the box office. Like, it's got incredible word of mouth. And it, I think people are now, like, week three, it's still holding strong. We're going to week three. And, and I think the regular people are starting to find out about this movie because they're like, what the fuck? Nobody's really, That's- it's a hard movie to spoil. Which you can, but you kind of have to just explain the movie, which isn't fun. <laughs> no one likes to explain a movie. It's not like you know the Sixth Sense where there's like one line can spoil the movie. Sure, Barbarian is like five. There's a number of things that you'd have to things that you can't even really a weird talk about. equation that yeah. you'd have to. Throw. Well, we were talking about when we recorded an episode of both Pearl and Barbarian of how great it is, whether from a genre fan or just even a normie, to have those. Two kind of options in the theater mm-hmm. in the same weekend. Yeah, back to back to back. I mean, this this year's pretty fun. I mean, obviously we look at Shocktober, but there's a couple things that even if you're not here, will are probably playing in your close cinema, which is uh, oh yeah, uh, which is uh, <laughs> Terrifier two. Oh, uh, that's out there. That that is what I am dubbing the Lord of the Rings of slasher films because of its runtime. It's like two and a half hours. Long. I thought that was a mistake no, the first time that I is saw a true that story on the runtime. Um, and then, you know, so you have a lot of things coming up in the weeks. Obviously, Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, which is not quite horror, but it, it walks Jason. that line. I mean, it's it, genre. It, it's, it's Anna genre. Lily. Uh, Anna Mom, Mom, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, she is. I like that. You guys are going to have a blast. This is fun with the Question. capital F. Did and you I like the bad see Terrifier too? Because I didn't mind. I know that wasn't your bag. Yeah. But I like gory ass slashers. Well, and it's just, it's so. Mean. mean. <laughs> so yes. That's why I liked it. 
because it gave me giggles. I was like, this is a funny clown. Kind of a throwback. I mean, they don't, I mean, truly kind of a throwback Mm -hmm. to like, they don't make movies like that anymore. Like Adam Green did Hatchet. That Mm -hmm. was a throwback to, you know, the the films of the 80s. But then in the late 80s, early 90s, we got into the mean territory of splatter stuff. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. the splash. Or a splatter uh, category, and this is this is a throwback to those times. People think it's like, oh no, it's just a, no. This is like direct to video, gross ass, like wrong, mean slasher. And number two is much more. Um, well, and I mean, Art the Clown himself is ve- cool so striking, mm-hmm. and the way that I can't remember his name, but the way he's portrayed. He can go from oh that's kind of oh my god that's terrifying and it's in the name it's in the name and there, there there's a lot of other stuff that's coming out that people should keep their eyes on like we we're showing I don't think they're on our October list but a new movie that played Sundance which I really liked called Piggy that's what I was gonna ask you about tell me more about Piggy real good Piggy is kind of uh, Piggy's kind of closer to what I thought we were gonna get from Ty West this year it hmm. is it, it kind of in, subverts and inverts the genre in, in, in unique ways where, where it really feels like for a minute we're going to get almost uh, almost like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Zodiac, like the hybrid of like a killer on the loose in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a little bit of behind the mask feeling to it. Okay. Where there's like this kind of comedic element of what's happening here. Um, and then it goes fully original and it's, I don't know. It's the less you know, the better. I, I don't. That, I don't know if they have they put a trailer out yet. No, I have okay. not seen one yet. It's probably coming out this this week. Then okay. uh, it is. I really like that movie. Because it's funny. It's really gory, and it's like, it's a lot of things that movies try to be today. And I hope it finds the big audience. It's dropping, I think, nationwide uh, October fourteenth. So it comes out mm-hmm. when Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I've seen some things and I heard some things about it, and it sounds. Really interesting. There's a short film out there you could see. I would say skip it. It kind of like condenses a lot of the cool stuff in it. It's fun. Kind of like Art the Clown. There was a short film right. first. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say skip it. And then there's a movie I, I really liked at South by Southwest I saw called Slashback. That's a real DIY kind of. Uh, it's a good entry level horror. Like it's PG 13, I would guess, is the final rating on it. But it has elements of like the thing in it. Like authentically, really cool uh, practical effects in it. But it's a little bit like the thing meets Attack the Block. Okay. Oh. Um, but it's a good, like... That's the thing with kids. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good YA kind of uh, yeah. entry level. Yeah. I, I would say it, it might be rated R. It's a light R if it's an R. I'd be surprised. I, I don't judge based on the rating anymore because no. scary is scary. Right. PG or <clears throat> NC-17. Yeah. As but long as the atmosphere geez, is good. Some yeah. scary shit. There's some kinder trauma out there. Guaranteed. And, and then, hey, w- w- you guys have probably already mentioned it. There's... Two of my favorite films, and I f- was fortunate to see one of them in a the theater, and I'll see it again when we show it. But your next sh- Shutter shout-out, which are you gonna, should we talk about now, or you want to talk no, about we'll wait, it? We're, we're going to wait until Friday. Because those are going to – if yeah, you're in we'll Kansas City, those. don't watch it before it comes out, because you get the pleasure of being one of the only places in the whole U.S. that get to watch it in a theater, that, yeah. you which brought is up, cool. You brought up something earlier. Let's talk a little bit about Ty West. <laughs> let's, talk a little, let's talk a little Ty we West. We were initially of really afraid – that to experience Pearl, we were going to have to cheat on, cheat you on you and go to a different theater because you know, if anything, we always strive. Are you asking me to explain myself? Why? No, 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 okay. no, no. But uh, more than anything, it's just always funny because we, yeah, we don't have the time no, for no, that. No, no. Yeah, I don't have time for that. No, it's just that we both actually really dug Pearl, and I'm not a Ty West fan. Yeah, at all. And do, like, do I didn't like How's the Devil or The Innkeepers. I know that I remember you saying that you did like How's the Devil. And I, I like both. I like Innkeepers is actually one of my favorites last decades. Uh, and I love. Did you see his Western? 
Mm-mm. I want to see it. History of uh, was it? Yeah, Valley of Violence. Valley of Violence. It's, it's you would probably like it. It is. I think it's unequivocally his best movie. I think it's it's him with a good budget, a good cast. It's Ethan it's Hawke's hit, in it. Ethan Hawke, John Travolta's the bad guy. There's a great dog character in it. Oh, uh, it's a okay. through and through an actually good western. I love. They got good dropped western. in a bad time from a studio that uh, is falling apart at the time, uh, and that's kind of why he burned out into this. Uh, I liked X. You guys know I, I gave it like a C minus. Mostly my excitement for a new Ty West movie, an A twenty four Ty West movie, a movie where the premise is. Independent filmmakers going to the heart of yep. Texas to shoot a porno, and then things go wrong with uh, the, the people they're staying with. I like that premise. I think the movie was very derivative and kind of flat for me, but it was still fine. It's a C movie for me. Wasn't My hopes were just so high. Sure. My hopes for Pearl were also high. I will say, like, I know why people like this movie. I think, and, and I'm cool, totally cool with people liking this movie. I wish I liked this sure. movie. Mm-hmm. It's a character piece where the character doesn't change a fucking beat at all. From moment one, she's unhinged. From the last moment, she's more <laughs> unhinged. But you can't, people are like, yeah, it's character piece. You just like it. I was like, no, I love character pieces. That's like my shit, kind of. Yep. I was like, this movie, she changes nothing. If you just want to make a movie where all women are crazy and they only do crazy things when their men are away and their dad's un- unable to help them, Weird movie to make in 2022 following a movie you made where your old people don't aren't attractive, so no one wants to fuck them anymore. Ty West's having, a, in my opinion, a very interesting year with pretty weird subjects. Well, and do you think he's processing stuff as he's getting older now that he's, you know, reflecting upon I think he things? Did, yeah, sure. I, I know what his idea was, is that I'm not the shiny new toy in Hollywood. I'm not the, the, the cool item, the hot thing coming out of Sundance. I'm, I'm an afterthought. But you did that with sex, and you did it with old people, and that's a weird message. And then now you're doing a, a all kind of a, women are unhinged if, if, when men aren't around. Left to their own devices, women do bad things. Her, her In this movie, you know, her husband's away, and her father's in, in, incapacitated. And the mom is left to play idly and crazily, and uh, and then creates uh, another bad person because of it. Uh, it it's... it's you know, I know Mia Goth is great. There's also this weird thing about on the internet where like people are like, she's a revelation. I'm like, she's done seven things. Nobody's <laughs> been like, she, nobody's downing her, downing her abilities. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, it, it's a fine movie. I don't know. It lo- people love, I think, the Technicolor aspects yeah. of it. But to me, that's just like a hokey version of the, the. It doesn't match what's on screen. What's happening on screen is not totally correct. What I thought the movie was going to be, and I'll pitch it to you without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, the good version of the movie. Uh, Pearl is a young lady in the heart of Texas living on a farm with her family. She doesn't have a lot of things. And then a movie theater opens in her town. She discovers cinema and falls in love with it it and everything it is and wants to become a star. Now, Pearl goes to movies every day. She escapes. She tells her mom a lie, does Mm -hmm. her own thing. And then she literally escapes so much into wanting to be a star and wanting to be in the movies that she loses her mind and actually becomes one with her the Technicolor world she's seen on screen. Okay. Now, Pearl, when she kills somebody, just like in the movies, it's all make-believe. So she sure. can't distinguish reality and the movies. So you want her- Fade to Black. Fade to yeah, black, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, want Fade I mean, to Black. I, I will say, like, I mean, nothing <laughs> Ty did in any of these movies are original. It's his... It, the it, most but, derivative stuff he's ever done. Like he went, Carrie meets Wizard of Oz. Yeah, uh, and that's fine. That's fine. But I like this. I like her, the Technicolor world exists for no reason other than like let's make a movie with Technicolor. Sure, it doesn't actually fit the premise. Uh, but again, I know it's it's new to some people, but it's just off putting to me. Uh, again, I really want to like it. 
it was less enjoyable for me because it's a lot longer uh, than than X was, mm-hmm. and it's not as fun as X. I mean, there's like sh- the set. Yeah. There's a set piece. That, I mean, they show everything in the trailer. That's that's the, the set uh, pieces. The, really, that's kind of all the violence for the most part yeah. as well, which was interesting. It was a bait and switch movie yeah. too. But I, I mean, like, I liked it a lot. But yeah. I mean, it was you said yeah, you were. But you went in with really low expectations, probably with this, right? Because you're uh, not a Thai guy, and you, you I like, actually you, went in with pretty good you, expectations. Because oh, I, I enjoyed X a lot, actually. And like I was like, all right, cool. I'm down to see what was going on, but I wasn't expecting like a the bloodbath that we saw in the trailer. And I was even thinking, this is a misleading trailer, you know? I was because I wasn't expecting guts and gore, and I was expecting a, a villain origin story. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what I got, and so I was more. I didn't love love Pearl, but I liked it a lot, and I just thought. See, I, get, I wish it were an origin story, but she starts as a bad person. She never, uh, yeah, but she's person. always been crazy. We're yeah. never given a reason to care about Pearl, right? So that, uh, I just don't like crazy for crazy, and this whole movie is crazy for crazy and technical. Crazy for crazy. Well, let me just say this though: thank you for bringing it to Screenland. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't, and then, and then I saw, you know, some things changed and tracking changes. There's, there are, oh, there was a lot of releases this week, yeah, um, and a lot of them were all, they're very different. Uh, the one that I thought was going to do the best did the worst, and I is the one of the worst movies we've ever had, and I cannot believe it. Uh, and it's it's a quite good film. I just don't think people know about it, or everyone's very racist and sexist. One of the two. I don't. The know. Woman King. Yes, I loved it. It's I saw it. Woman King one. Looks rad. I got no, to see I it in theater one, it which was I purposely was trying to make sure I saw it in one when I could. It's it's shockingly funny. Oh yeah, it's got a really sharp script. And it's got it's the uh, did you see the uh, uh, the uh, the director did she did a movie with uh, Charlize Theron last year called The Old Guard on Netflix. Mm-hmm. She she, she did really Love and Basketball. Oh, I she did Love and Basketball. I like The Old Guard. That I movie too. was slick. It, yeah, it I liked was it a lot. you know it was kind of like uh, we've kind of seen that before, but she directed the fuck out of it. it made yeah, it she feel did. original. Yeah, she did. She's a really good action director, and this mm-hmm. has incredible oh, action. There's some great set like, pieces. Just cl- really clean, clear action, you know, like that Ridley Scott used to do. And yeah. You don't really see it today, and mm-hmm. she really and she does it a little bit more fun, without feeling. Marvel does such a hokey job with yeah. action, and I think it we is. all see that. It's great, well, but sp- nobody's. See- I mean, we. I'm not gonna. I will just say, like, of course, a lot of people go to see big action movies that's chains, but we do. We sh- do good business with them generally, uh, and I think that this is probably gonna get some big awards. And we've okay. had in a week. Eight or nine shows with zero people. Ouch. I'm so unfortunate because my zero audience was people. amazing. Like at a certain point, spoiler alert: yeah. when she becomes the you know the woman king, fucking applause and yeah. I and saw it in a sold out show. And it was great. It was stand- literally had a standing ovation. Oh at the end yes, of it. that's so with 200 good. people. Oh, and and again, that's a shame though. But I was we were mentioned it like last week talking about like it. The weekend is loaded. With movies to check out, but Barbarian well, held strong, everybody. But I gotta tell you, going back, and I know we're going off the subject, but one thing that I was really glad that I was able to see here was RRR. Fucking oh yeah, you got you got RRR this, here on in one. Oh, fucking awesome! With a good crowd too. Good oh, crowd. it was a really was there a good crowd? crowd? Yeah. And that was my first time seeing it, and oh. it was. The fastest three hours you've ever been, oh, right? Oh wow, that movie was amazingly good. I almost stood up and cheered. I was so like, So yeah! I didn't I didn't overhype it for you. No. You can't overhype it. You can't. It's amazing. It's another movie you it's can't explain. It's an amazing movie. It is hundred percent an amazing movie. I can't I don't know if anybody can be like, Yeah, that movie fucking sucked. Fuck you. No, it didn't. <laughs> like, 
The movie was great. Uh, yeah, it makes we uh, us all wish we could dance. But oh. also, there's only really one dance number. It's just 25 minutes long, and it's incredible. It's and it's and it's such a big middle finger to like these British colonialists that's right. playing within it. That was I won't lie. That's probably still to this day my best theatrical experience I've had in ages. That it, first viewing. There's nothing like RRR, and and it's gonna play a lot more because there are gonna be a lot There's, of awards for it. Yeah, uh, oh. and it'll keep coming back. I mean, and if listen, can, give me more excuses to bring that movie back. Oh my god, please, please, because watching it on the big screen was amazing. You got to see it in one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. When the whole we weaponized the zoo fucking scene happened, <laughs> oh, I was just like, yeah, no, I, so I, fucking I good. It. Dude, when that when the deer mauls that guy's mauls that arm, dude, with the, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that deer's fucking that dude up. It I cackled it is such so a much. Violent, bloody, <laughs> funny, movie, violent, romantic, yeah. and music uh, and when, action. Whenever I, I try to sell it to somebody who's who's like I don't know, I'm like, well, the movie is basically you know about re- a revolution and two people on the side of it and and you know and kind of like a Mad Max Fury Road like with its epic violence yeah. and, and like over the top style. But I was like, but it's actually I love you, man. It is. Dude, the movie the, is actually I love you, man. When he oh, yeah. throws the dance, when <laughs> yeah. he realizes, oh, it almost makes me cry because you're like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> like, and every montage when they're talking friendship. about the when friendship. he's looking for him in the ground, bum 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 bum. When he's knocking on the oh, thing, yeah. he's like, <gasps> Dude, and yeah. then just it, the master blaster moment when oh, that yeah. happens, mm-hmm. just every little bit where it keeps escalating. I mean, and the the first time they become friends, the bridge sequence, you're like, oh, this is unbelievable. The nonverbal communication. And the, God, again. Because he's over there. <laughs> yeah. And he's, yep, I gotcha. Yep, gotcha. Boom. So fucking good. Oh, my God. Again, I'd make probably watch this it's now when we're done. Go- hyped up goosebumps Talk right about now. Talk like, it. the shit. It's too much to take in at one viewing, so you really have to watch that like three or four times to really soak it in. And I have. And, I, there are t- <laughs> and I've actually gone to where I'm watching people react to it, especially yeah. like action. Fan. That opening sequence... When it when Rom takes on everyone that that mob unbelievable, I oh no the opening sequence when people when she she gets bonks, hit with the stick when she gets hit with the stick people go god damn because <laughs> you're not expecting you're, that brutality no, not that amount of violence up close your jaw drop I my jaw drop because he's like please give him back my daughter because you're like this is horrific boom wow. god <laughs> fucking colonizers shit oh yeah you were. Begging for the comeuppance of oh, all yeah. those guys. But yeah, it's. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I know it's still streaming on Netflix, but if it comes out in the theater. It will. I, that's, I, if people aren't around here, I, I tend to bring it back at least one time. It will have a. There's too many things it'll be nominated for. Perfect. It, I don't know. It won't be best worn because India didn't pick it for no. whatever reason. I know. But, but it, there will be enough awards. For I think that I mean there's gonna be a lot of costumes and effects and I I think maybe even directing it is I love that a potential they're gonna I'd do a big that. campaign for it they uh, should give us direct the shit out of it it's great well, I'm it, glad you were able to experience oh I love that, that it, movie it the movie is question awesome. how did mom like it she loved it too okay <laughs> it's a movie for everybody yep. yeah it is for adults I mean uh, kids would be bored in it I think no I don't know all the animal violence, violence yeah. and yeah. tigers and shit lions yeah. and tigers and bears well yeah. uh, under under 10 would be a little bit it would be <laughs> yeah. trying in a theater that's fair uh, that is fair over 10 it's like this is this is fucking Star Wars for I, if I was 10 and I saw that in a theater I'd be oh like my God. what the fuck our movies. I have to see what our movies because, <laughs> like, that would change. That, that is all the movies. Yeah, it I literally would, is all. I the would movies. say that would probably spoil you for movies after that. Yeah. You'll be chasing that dragon. I don't know if you'll ever also, be able to get that height. 
that I know that director's made a lot of yeah. like, big, terrific films like this. But uh, you... this is his big crossover movie internationally. Uh, but how do you make another movie after this? I I'm going to see it regardless. R R R R. Oh goddamn! Hey, is that like triple X two? Uh huh. No oh, god. Well, regardless, thank you for bringing that back. The Return of yeah. Rama. Garrett, yeah. oh, and he is so goddamn distractingly handsome as well. Be it oh. with the beard, with the stubble, and with they the mustache. Show him that when he's like when he came out of the forest and he's got the long hair, and then the the sun is beaming through the forest right onto him. Well, like no, that's fucking... Beam himself actually beaming. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the violence, man, with the bow, the arrow. It's just got. It's so violent. It's so violent. It's so violent. If if our little little diatribe there has not convinced you to check out RRR, I just this is not going to be the show for you. Now that being said, to reel us back in, the reason why we are here. Here we go. We are previewing what has at this point become a Kansas City tradition. I'd like to think for horror fans. Bigger every year. Yes. In fact. How many years have you been doing Shocktober at this point? It was the very first. So uh, we, it was the very first thing we ever did. So we're going into uh, our 11th year. It was, this is our 11th year this. And the next year will be our 11th Panic Fest. Oh, wow. So this was like, I started, I took over the business in September. October 1st started Shocktober. Good Lord. So you rolled right into it. We didn't do a full 31, but we did all, I think I did probably 20 movies that first year. Um, yeah, but it was like immediately. There was no branding or anything. It was like very, but like there is a photo I have somewhere of Shocktober on the marquee and an advertisement for Shocktober in uh, that would have been 2000. Oh my god, yeah. that's nuts! Wow. Well, and again, it's you are very much genre friendly, so you're always going to have horror year round. But Shocktober is a little bit different because it's practically every day of the month and you are exploring and celebrating films from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts. I mean, it's taken it beyond that as well with a yeah. lot of the stuff that we've got here. But we've also... Oh, Greg, I, m- I miscounted. It is our 10th year. It is the 10th year? Because it was the 10th year of Panic Fest and everything is lined up the same. It is our 10th year. That's okay. Continuing like, to grow. I'm like, how could it be 11? Matt, we like, don't do math on this show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which involves too many fingers, too many hands. My calendar, I'm not. I'm on a different calendar. My because uh, we we didn't start January first, you know. So we're on a, we're on our own timelines here. That's okay. Uh, it is our tenth year because Panic Fest was year, year ten. It's yes. a decade of shocks in the month of October. Yeah, and we uh, we uh, so we usually do at least thirty one, at mm-hmm. least that's the bare minimum. And then those those five years we had Tapcade, we were doing like seven, it was, 80. Yeah. I don't know. We were doing because we were also doing. Yeah. Out, there was one year we did outside movies too, yep. inside, we and did inside, sh- outside, yep. and Tapcade, and I think we did close to hundred that year. I mean that is absurd. <laughs> like uh, that's when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I could die if I did that. Just thinking about that, I'm like, where did I have the time to do? Well, you know that uh, Adam and Joe on the movie crypt, they're adjusting the Yorkie-thon, so they're not going to be staying up 48 hours straight because it nearly killed them last time. It's that whole thing of just, when you get older, you get wiser, and you figure out how to do things better. Well, you yeah. hopefully you get wiser. Well, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and part of that is, uh, is like, I mean, yes, the lineup is inevitably, uh, you know, we announce our lineup. A lot of it is the classics and the, and the big, you know, uh, releases that people mm-hmm. are expecting. And then there's always stuff we add to it that uh, we don't know where the dates are going to be or wh- exactly what's going to happen, like Moon Release and the Blood Moon. Yep. Technically, is horror adjacent. It should be on the lineup. It's not because I didn't know for sure we we're going to have it. Uh, like Halloween 2018 and mm-hmm. Halloween Kills. 
we didn't know until like five days ago. Yep. So like, there's things that are part of it that we that aren't on the calendar. It's, it's ever changing. So that's why evolving. it's like forty plus because it's like oh it might end the month with fifty two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or you know, there's always or there's new shit that I see that I'm like, oh, this is kind of actually horror or, or or whatever the fucking case is. Like, you just don't know until you see it. Uh, but yeah, it's and, and this year we're starting with our, our biggest thing we've ever done, um, which is going to be exhausting. But I, I'm excited for it. Well, you and Eric are going to be hosting the Never Sleep Again Marathon, where you are starting with the OG Nightmare on Elm Street, going all the way through Freddy and Jason. That's yes. insane. And That's... I think we're gonna. You know, it's twenty five bucks for eight films. That's a That's bargain. Okay. It's a bargain deal. It's all day. Uh, You're starting all at day, ten o'clock in the ten o'clock in the morning, and this is actually happening on October first. Yep, it'll end at off. like midnight. Oh yeah, uh, easily. It's actually easily. not that long. Of a, you know, I've done the Lord of the Rings extended a lot, and this is like an hour longer for eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is an entire fucking franchise minus the remake, which we're not going to bring up because. Of, it's no one, the remake. No one's seen it. Yeah. Right. Well, and what's interesting is you get to basically see the rise. The fall and kind of the rise again of a horror franchise and a yeah. horror icon. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, honestly, you know, the first one is a bona fide classic, and and there's some of uh, the other middle entries that and sequels that became classics. Mm-hmm. But I I still today one of my all timer screenings as a young person going to the theaters was Freddy versus Jason at midnight, a true midnight screening when they used to do those mm-hmm. when we were growing up. When we were younger, yep. Uh, yeah. And it was 12.01 a.m. and you were like, fuck yeah. And it was, I don't even think it was a full audience, but it was probably 100 people in a 200 pe- person auditorium. And it was, everybody had waited and followed along in the crazy history and trajectory yep. to get to that fucking release of Freddy versus Jason when it was going to be, you know, all the variations, Freddy versus Ash, Freddy, all the things it could have <laughs> been. It finally got Freddy versus Jason, which is all we fucking wanted at the mm-hmm. time. Because we ended with that fucking glove coming out and uh, yeah, yeah. it goes to hell. And we were like, oh, shit. Oh, and then there I was comics. Shit. Shit. I yeah. lost my shit when <laughs> I saw that. We waited for almost a decade after that shit. Because I saw comics. that shit in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I saw Freddy, uh, Jason goes to hell in the theater. And when then I was like, Wah! I screamed. Well, and to the point now, there's like documentaries built around the, the Freddy versus Jason. How many you know times yeah. they try to do that. Uh, books written about it. It's Podcasts. incredible, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but I there's will... no better way to, you know, I could have just ended with the, the first seven. And mm-hmm. usually when people have done the marathons around the, the country, they end on New Nightmare. I've done that before. But in my opinion, uh, the, you either end on six, Freddy's Dead, or you go to Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Because New Nightmare and Freddy versus Jason are outside the first six films universes that are universe that it doesn't make sense to just include New Nightmare. It's weird, actually, to include New Nightmare and skip Freddy versus Jason. Sure. Especially when, listen, I grew up loving New Nightmare. I respect the hell out of it. But the more I watch it, the less it holds up. Most of it's because like that 90s directing style of, of Wes's wasn't the best. And it really has like a TV quality to it um, that he like shakes off and scream, I think, a little bit. Uh, it's still a good movie. It's just yeah. I really used to go for bad on it. And now I kind of see the holes a little bit more. And... Freddy versus Jason is a fucking eleven o'clock banger. <laughs> like it is, a, it is a again. I fell in love with that at midnight, and it's like you don't skip that fucking movie. It's a hundred one minutes of pure fun. It's just fan yeah. fun, fan fun. Yeah, and and it hits it both. It's got a really good fucking Jason, cool as fuck. I we all wish it was. I know, else. I know, yeah. But given given the again, any movie made is a miracle. It's yeah. beyond a miracle that Freddy versus, Freddy Jason, versus Jason exists. Jason movie is better yeah. than no and Freddy that we got versus somebody. Jason movie. You know? Yeah. 
And then we got somebody from Destiny's Child. And come on, what else do you want? What else do you want in that movie? It, it's got a good soundtrack. Maybe not good her line, you know, a little f bomb that happens. But I'll say you know. that for Catherine Isabella any day. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, no, and I will say this also: uh, if you are attending, uh, be on the lookout for a uh, number of music videos, including "Nightmare on My Street," "Street Dream Warriors," uh, and "Freddy and the Dreamers." D- do the Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm. It's gonna be fun. I think we're we'll. I think we're gonna have a hundred people that are committed to doing the whole thing all day, and then we'll have people dropping in and out. I was gonna say you'll have a lot of people. Hundred all day is that's committed. Dream. That, uh, that's committed. And the, honestly, I, I did this uh, the first year of the pandemic. I rewatched all three of the big big three. I did all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nightmare was always my number one. My new number one is actually Friday Thirteenth. That's uh, fair. That's Friday Thirteenth. Was was the discovery as an adult of like, man, I just discounted fun when I was younger and pretentious, I guess. And, and then you rewatch it, you're like, it's kind of got the best continuity and it's the most fun. And then you watch uh, like Nightmare is maybe the, the Nightmare and Halloween are pretty flimsy. You know, Halloween has like three or four. Uh, you've got a variety of ways. No yeah. continuity. Yeah, and and Freddy is just kind of like like for the first five, they kind of just remake the same movie over and over, but in different fun gags. And it doesn't matter that the movies might be like kind of derivative and similar. It's just like they always find really cool directors to do really weird shit. And it's always visually fun. And that's all that really matters. And I think those middle like like four, five, and six really are just like, fuck it. We'll just have a lot of fun and give you crazy imagery. Oh, yes. That you're just like, what the fuck was happening from like 1988 to, you know, 1991? Like, cocaine. They were, yeah, mostly, mostly cocaine. <laughs> Lots of cocaine. Mostly cocaine and some, uh, some like, uh, some sex. Some sex. <laughs> On top of the cocaine. Yeah. But they're, they're so fun. You know, they're all, every one of them. Uh, is 90 minutes all that's in. the other all thing in. except for new nightmare which is right at two hours which is yeah. that's i think its biggest failing right yeah there. it feels it and that's probably what i feel the most is like it has the tv quality and it's a little long it's a little bit longer uh but although then, but freddie versus jason brings you back to life and i think it's it's a good shot in the funness and you're going to be ending everything with a wink from freddie so how can that go, how can you go wrong with that yeah I think that's going to be phenomenal. Now, that being said, looking forward to October 10th, another marathon that's going on, put on our, by our friends at Forever Bogus, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Which, I'm a little... I, I'm a little I, too old for I, I miss that. That's dark, like my cutoff. But so, I always appreciate any YA horror. Yeah. So I, I was the audience for that movie. Okay. Uh, me and my sister were both the audience for that film. Um, yeah, you guys were probably like couple just barely outside of it just on the rim of it you just knew, you knew it existed yep but you were like nah, i'm a little too old for this probably and it's hard to go back because I, I would say it if if you are not nostalgic it is it's not like it's a it's a good discovery as an adult it's not well i mean forever bogus is all about nostalgia so right. it's perfect for that uh but we've been doing this now i think a long for time seven years maybe six seven years yeah it's always a blast i mean it's it's fun because we all get every year we get older you know, it's going to be fun when we're all 40, which is getting closer. Oh, I know. Youngster. You're going to say, don't, don't talk shit. <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it's going to be great when everyone who grew up with Are You Afraid of the Dark and like Goosebumps, like the OGs, are now 40 and they're just, we're all still out here for it. <laughs> uh, well, it, it seems like it. Tales from the Crypt or a, ooh, Tales from the Dark Side marathon. Mm. But the humunculus. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. But it also seems like something that you can pass down to your kids. Yeah, yeah. it becomes generational. If you start them young, it's for sure it's good yeah. entry level. But like, you don't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark at, at, at twenty one and sure. think it's gonna be scary, or yeah. you're gonna like it. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it, it's it, it has to be the entry point, uh, and, and it is a great entry point, and it's fun to revisit as an adult because you see all the tropes. I mean, the writers are smart enough to truly know horror, yeah. and they really get the beats down, and and they know what they're doing. But but it is, you know, now we get re, we get YA horror that's for both people. It's like Pixar movies; they're for yeah. kids. They're nailing all the quadrants. Yeah, they're for kids. Usually, when I we see Pixar, it's like it's an adult <laughs> film. <laughs> the kids Kid when they watch this in ten years, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck? Why'd you let me watch that? Yeah. What yeah. is this Toy Story Schindler's toy box? You shit, you made me watch. Yeah. God damn it! Death of my toy childhood. Story. What right? the fuck? Yeah, every time. Toy Story three is such a rough watch. That is a hard movie. But I will say though, I think ideally, just based on the, again the communal experience, even if you're not familiar with it, I think the crowd itself and what Forever Bogus what they put together will probably work for you. I definitely think so. Now, that being said, looking forward to the 15th. Dun, 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 dun. Now Two more weeks till Nerdoween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween. Two more weeks till Nerdoween. Time for dinner. That's right, kids. Nerdoween, our annual triple movie marathon, where this year the theme is food consumption eating nerdoween eight it's time kids bring your bibs and your appetites grab your tickets now it's time it's time and should say thank you I, I'm, I'm peeking at ticket sales right now because okay you, you guys <laughs> I, I, i'm i'm peeking really quick i will so say we, we know we typically and again thank you because this is now the eighth year i remember distinctly asking you hey could we put together our own little kind of marathon-esque kind of thing with Nerds and Nostalgia, Nightmare Junk, and you're like, of course. <laughs> and for eight years now, man, we have had, this is like one of my favorite things. Oh, mine too. Looking forward to Absolutely. putting it together, but also people that have been coming out for them. I mean, like, we've got some people that have come out for every Everyone. single mm-hmm. Nerdoween that we've been able to put well, together. it's going to sell out. I mean, you're over 50%. We're... Tw- Right now, we're doing this ahead of time, so yeah. we're about 20 days out right now, yeah. and every day that ticks by, I would say, if you're listening to this now, Go ahead. Don't wait. you haven't bought your yeah. tickets, I mean, it's it it's sold out every year for, maybe not the first year, but every, I think every year after that, it's 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 going to sell out. I will tell you all this, the three films we've uh, picked out programmed. Oh, I'm excited for this one, and this is going to be the The shit. first one's going to be a first-time watch for me. Uh-huh. And you've seen it before because uh-huh. it came highly recommended from you. Uh-huh. The second one is kind of an all-time classic. Uh-huh. And, the and then the third one is bonkers, bad shit, and crazy. I think we are going to have a good time. Now, oh, that being yeah. said, I believe at this point we're going to go ahead, and since we are talking about dinner, uh, for those of you, if you can, bring in any kind of a canned or non-perishable food item. And you'll be we're going to put a little bit of a raffle. Yeah, you'll be entered in a raffle to win some prizes. You've got a lot some, of good stuff. Bring some canned food or some non-perishables, and we'll donate it to City Union Mission or another... Uh, food bank and um, yeah you'll be entered to the raffle so hope to see everyone out for our 8th Nerdoween now that being said looking then forward to October 25th and the 26th having been lucky enough to experience this before if you have never seen Suspiria on the big screen with Claudio Samanetti backing with a live score so good. So it's, good. It's transformational. You will see the world differently. And I'm not going to lie. The multiple times I've seen them, because thankfully you've been able to bring it in multiple times, there is that track in Suspiria called Size. The bass player, the last time I played, I was hypnotized by that bass line in there. And every time it came up she's in the still music... With, she's still... Pl- she's the same so one? Yeah. Perfect, because... It's she fucking destroys. Oh the base. my god! Yeah. And then to see them all just with little cues that come in, they'll just play real quick and then sit back down. It's 
incredible. It's super slick. It is incredible. And we're, we're routinely their smallest venue. I mean, yeah. every year they're like, if we can't do two dates, we can't come to your venue. And I'm like, okay. Well, this year we're the we're the kickoff tour. That, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we are the first two dates. Um, I, I, yeah, you're right. You, you've already said everything. The first show is about done. There's like 15 tickets. The second okay. show is at like 40 percent left. Okay, and we're over a month out right now. So both, again, both act shows quickly. 100 percent will sell out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, okay. So the preface: if you love Suspiria and or have always wanted to see it on the big screen or and or have always wanted to see it this is the way to do it the only way you can see it because it's owned by Disney now is on this tour really unless oh. it's a rep house which in Kansas City we have no rep house yeah uh, we're the closest thing you get and uh, we can't book it outside of this tour because we're first run theater so there's nowhere else you can see Suspiria Suspiria, Suspiria. Uh, unless you're coming to see it here. So if you're listening to this and you're within the region and you're like, fuck, I don't have a rep house in my theater, my area that shows stuff like this. Road trip. Yeah. Uh, it is. And I mean, truly, it. It'd every time it. I watch the spirit, it is an all time. What's one what of your favorites? It is a top first five time we ever had you on the show. We talked, talked that movie. Spirit. I mean, yeah. I, and I. And I and I remember vividly when we showed, we were the second theater in America to show the 4K when it came out. And mm-hmm. we had a year of that one year and then Disney on them and went away into the vault. Um, but we've been able to fortunately show it with uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin playing uh, live. And honestly, I thought I'd be distracted. I have pretty bad ADD. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know about this with the band and the thing. And they're in front of them. And, and actually, our venue is kind of the best. And a lot of venues, they're music venues they play a lot of. So they're usually actually on. This, you know, it's like a stage and mm-hmm. the screen's like behind them and their equipment's in the way the whole time. With us, they're like down below like a pit. So you don't, they're not in the way of the screen no, at no. all. And it is like, first of all, seeing Suspiria on the big screen, every fucking time I watch that movie, I'm like, this scene has never existed till today. I've seen this <laughs> fucking movie in every format possible. And I watch this, and I'm like, this movie is, is a, ma- a magician trick. It is yeah. like so perfect, so weird. So, I mean, it inspired all the things we love so much right now and, and all the people. And it's just like this, ex- it is an experience. Mm-hmm. And if you've only seen it at home, you've seen oh, it wrong only yeah. because at the theater with the score, the live score, and it, there's something, again, like the music's like, it's just different, and like, like they're playing it exactly how he wrote it, yeah. and, and it, it's just like and they play it exactly as it falls in with every cue in the movie. And but see, the thing about the music in the movie, it's a character in itself. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh I yeah. mean, that's, and that's the thing. It's and iconic, it's, and it's jarring too. That some of the music is there is just to like, here's the scene, and you're like, holy shit, and it throws you off guard because that's all part of the prestige. And then when you have the band, uh, when it's already a blasting soundtrack right in front of your face, it's Fucking magical. And when he breaks out that like that rounded keyboard that he has. Oh yeah. And also, I assume they're gonna be playing a little probably a greatest hits afterwards. Yeah, so they cover it like the themes of you know Claudio wrote so many he wrote so many scores. Yeah, Claudio uh, Demons and Demons. All of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean he wrote so many things outside of the Argento stuff and he they tackle they they do like thirty or forty minutes or so. It's so rad. And they they play every fucking thing. You're like, oh my god. Oh yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, you're like and then he, you know, he's, you know, he's the keyboard player. So we all, we all know the keyboard player. So the geniuses, they, they, they write it all. It starts with them. It's and and like you see when he goes on his own, does like stuff like demons when oh, it's yeah. just Claudio Simonetti. You're like, oh shit, it's him, huh? He's the motherfucker that like does the does thing. everything. I mean, not to discount the rest of the band, but like you can see that it's led by him. It's like Paul McCartney going to do wings. And you're like, oh, Paul McCartney is one of the two. 
you know, not to discount the other three members, we all love John Lennon, we all love George, and we all love Ringo. But the, the, but you know, you see Paul McCartney continue to go, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, oh, there's a band leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know. it it all falls. All into the Lennon fans yeah. are like. What the fuck is your email address, dude? The opinions of one Adam Roberts do not necessarily coincide with Nightmare Junkhead. Yeah, but you got you have to see it. And like I said, it is uh, probably by the time this airs, I get I would guess first shows sold out. So do not do not sleep on any of these large events. Yeah, it's when all the ghosts and goblins Mm -hmm. are coming out there now. Something you just told us about, again, speaking of marathons and new releases, Uh obviously we talked of that Halloween Ends is going to be coming out here. Uh, in October, and then thus closing out maybe the uh, Bloomhouse Halloween trilogy. But you mentioned uh-huh. just recently, it turns out you can actually watch them sequentially as you're going to be screening 2018's Halloween, Halloween Kills into Halloween Ends. Yep. Ah! Sweet reason will prevail. <laughs> you know, uh, so Universal owns all these films. They produce them with Blumhouse. Uh, they don't own the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, that, of course, plays here every Halloween weekend. And this year, it's extra special because it's playing with a brand new four. Uh, it's technically a 2K remaster of Trick or Trick or Treat. Treat. Yes. Uh, which, you know, it, it's funny how they're advertising it because everyone in this room knows that we've shown this here a number of times. Yes. Uh, but nationwide, it has never been released. Uh, but it has been available. There was a couple blackout years where we could only show it outside. Sure. Like for the last, I think, five years, it's only been available outside. Um, but it is back in that remaster that they did last year on the on the Blu-ray, which does look really good. Weird that they didn't do a f- actually a 4K, 4K, but 4K, but uh, 2K is great. It'll, yeah. it'll look and sound marvelous. But yeah, that week the, the weekend of Halloween, uh, you can see those. But yeah, Halloween 18 kills ends in an unofficial, as I have to say it per, for our license agreement. Sure. Trilogy, uh, you have to DIY it, so you have to buy your own tickets for each of the things. But I promise you, it's in the same theater, you, <laughs> and you'll have a little break between each film. Is probably people will come in and come out. I would assume, uh, and uh, and we'll, it all lead up to that, you know, nine o'clock screening or whatever of Halloween Kill or Ends, which yeah. which I'm sure you boys will both be there. Oh, yeah. of course, I of can. course. Hey, yeah. you know, you know what? It's my birthday eve that weekend. Uh oh. Halloween. I've had a Halloween movie fortunately the last two years on my birthday, and I had enjoyed both of them. And I'm gonna I, I feel good about the third one being nice. We're in a small camp of people that actually enjoy Halloween kills. I like Halloween. So. Hey, when people watch it a second time, they're gonna be like, I was wrong. I know they just haven't watched it a second time. It's easy to get caught up in the experience of like liking or hating mm-hmm. something that might not be good or bad and you got to give it six months and then reevaluate on your own but i'm looking forward to seeing seeing it a la lord of the rings style boom 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 mm-hmm. all in oh one yeah sequential story well, we've never had this in in horror besides scream yeah or maybe yeah, but besides scream, scream the first four you got are all one one person but this is like made in five years mm-hmm. a tr- true trilogy um we've never had that and it's like it, like it or hate it, whatever. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. At least you have a one. Tr- I guess technically it's a quadrilogy, right? Right. It's technically Carpenter's the first to and ends. then. Uh, but you have these four films. That's super cool. Whether you don't like it or not, at least you have one continuous series. That's one box set. Mm-hmm. It's completed. And it's also basically a celebration of one Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And everything she's done. And she's for given cinema. it all in these films. Yes, yeah, she yeah. has all. Oh, I mean, dude, no. There's so much in Kills that's great. Like, so many people come back, and you're like, wow, we haven't seen them as an actor in years. And here they are just fucking doing it. Yeah. And that's cool. That's really cool. And I think that they, I don't know, there's so much I like in Kills. Let's just we did it, we're going to do something else. Yeah, we, we will be providing a commentary for that on Patreon. Now, I'm just, 
holding out hope that we get a Ben Tramer cameo at the very end. You know what? Even better. He's the one that actually kills the shape by running into him. Right, right. And then Exploding, the car explodes. Yeah. Exactly. Now he has a PED on his chest, so whenever, <laughs> whenever somebody runs into him, they explode. Boop. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so grand. That's so grand. I'm very much looking forward to that. Now, another thing that you've been kind enough to bestow upon us is allowing us to do a regular weekly series that we've done for almost a couple years now called Friday Night Frights. Mm. And in the month of October, our lineup for Friday Night Frights is pretty spectacular. Uh, I know starting on the 7th, we have the winner of this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness Tournament, a little film celebrating its 40th year of terror, a film that many consider John Carpenter's great. One of the absolute great movies of all time. The Thing. Oh, this movie's going to be... This is rad. Okay, question. It just released today. Is he hosting some weird of like kaiju thing through Shout or Scream? Did you see that John yeah, Carpenter did. clip? Yeah, I did. No. Where he's doing the um, Nicole Kidman thing where he's sitting in an enemy, but empty cinema. But it's a Godzilla cinema, movie. But well, it's the very watching. end. You hear the classic Godzilla <laughs> roar, and then it cuts to black. And uh, then it says, coming soon, turning green. I don't know. He made a short film way back in the day, unlicensed, and it's like stop motion called Godzilla versus Goro or Gorgo. Really? And he made it in like nineteen sixty three. Probably during his film days. So he's a big Godzilla fan. That's that's cool. So yeah, I would love to see John Carpenter's Godzilla. I'm I'm down. Do you also see that thing where that guy was asking them about Escape from L.A. and he just goes "fuck you, dude" and flips the guy off? If oh, you haven't seen that one, that's it, well worth your time I know as well. What this is and I and it's not announced yet, so I can't say it. Okay. I, know, I know what this is. We'll now. talk off mic. <laughs> it's not what you think. Uh, I, I would assume it was like him hosting something or like. Uh, I'm almost certain I know what this is. Okay. Because okay. the, the correlate because it was shout. Yep. I think I know what this is. Okay. It is not what you think. Okay, that's fair. I was just excited to see John Carpenter a with a smile. Thing, I think. I think was, as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely some some tie-ins there. Now, then one of the other Friday Night Frights that's happening this October is a little film that has uh, launched a franchise, has launched a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thousand Phobias. A th- maybe A Thousand Fetishes as well. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking Tom Holland's, not that Tom Holland, OG 1988 classic, Child's Play, which it's been a while since I've watched the OG. I now, and I will say this: I am a fan of Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and how they've gone into. I've watched like the first four episodes of the TV series. I really like the direction they've gone with some of the later ones. Have hmm. you seen those yet? No, not yet. When you can, highly recommend it. Have you checked those out yet, Adam? No. I I I, I, I highly I recommend the teaser them. for him. I, that's all I, I can recall. But Curse I of Cult, I thought were great, and then like the TV show, I've really really dug. So again, going back to the OG, beyond happy for that. And I'm gonna stand up to the remake. I I, I don't I mind it. the remake. As, I like you know, the remake again. Is, there's a lot of politics going on behind that, but mm-hmm. regardless whether you like the OG or the remake, we hope to see you for the OG. Now this is another hey, hey, one. It though. is a a brand brand. Uh, is it so a brand brand new remaster? Okay, as of. I don't know who's playing it before us type of thing. Uh, when I booked it, they're like, this is literally not done until October 1st. Oh, wow. So it so might be one of those cases where we're the first ones with it. It's going to have the new like restoration God smell. To, God told me to a couple uh, weeks ago. That looked great. Yeah. That, that was amazing. And for a sleazy 70s oh, you know, Cohen so film. Good. Love that we get these like, uh, hey, let's remaster this fucking thing. Who cares? I mean, Child's Play has been MIA for a, a minute, while. though. We've mm-hmm. only There's only been like a... A Blu-ray of it, which was not a great. It was. It looked fine, but uh, this is a, a, a an actual full from the bottom up, like from the negative remaster. 
Awesome. So awesome. it should look great. Sweet. Well, then, then the following Friday, uh, going back on another horror master. Ooh, are we going to go to the sketchy carnivals? Oh, yeah, we are. Sweet. Those are the best kind of carnivals. And this is one that I haven't watched since, sadly, he passed away. Just kind of revisiting. We actually, d- did you, Matt Ball, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobey Hooper's Funhouse. This movie is fucked up. I it's, like it a lot. It's, it's not what you really think it uh-uh, is. Uh-uh. And that's what I love about it. And the fact that this was like a year before he did Poltergeist. This is right after Salem's Lot. Yeah. At, at a, you know, so he's still got that he's he's Toby Hooper, you know, this guy you go for scary flicks. Yeah. And yeah, Kevin Conroy is the carnival barker. A lot of weirdness with this one. It's definitely not the Toby Hooper like film that people automatically go to. It, it might be the Batman of Toby Hooper. It's not the Toby Hooper you wanted. It's the Ho- Toby Hooper you deserve. <laughs> well, then we're still holding out hope. Then closing out Friday Night Frights. It's to be announced. But let's just say it might be a double feature. And we might be doing a little live talking. Yakety smackety afterwards. Depending on how we feel if it's not too late. <laughs> We're yeah, Again, talking about marathoning and being old at this point. Uh, but yeah, just make sure to check the, the calendar for that. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. I know we're even talking about Shocktober. But I'm kind of really excited for the first Friday Night Fright in November. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get... And and what's crazy is it's also following on his birthday. Mm. And given the movie, given the DNA in our podcast, I'm going to have to have a genius doesn't genius. I'm going to have to zap <laughs> right. you, you a few times. To. You might have to. Cause, <laughs> now, yeah. there are some individual screenings of some films that are going to be first time viewings for me that I kind of wanted to highlight. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I know it has a lot of old school witchery. Is it Haxon or Haxon? Haxon? Haxon. Haxon's, yeah. I've always heard it, Haxon. Okay. And that's one I can, I've seen my way through that, but I've actually never watched it all the way through. I heard it's fucking dope. I've never seen the whole thing through, oh, but it's, I've seen it's enough cool. scenes it's, of it's, it. It plays like a documentary, mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, well, how can that be? Because it's about the devil and witchcraft. I'm like, I don't know. That's how it plays. Like, they made a movie like, like that. I don't know. And it's like made in like, 1930. It's an oldie. It's an oldie. 1940. I watched uh, Nosferatu for the first time a few years ago here, and I love those old films because all I can imagine are these older, upper crusts, like how can we freak out everyone? Like what can we do with this technology? How can we create this in-camera trickery? What kind of stories can we tell? And I just love that kind of context, especially if you look at it and you go, oh, that's messed up. Like the kind of material that you see. So I'm really looking forward to that. But then there's another one that's from the 70s, which is kind of in my wheelhouse at this point, the sleazy 70s. Uh, the Blood on Satan's Claw is going to be a first-timer for me. It is, uh, It is. I think had, had that movie been with another studio today, mm-hmm. it would be played a lot. Okay. I think it's uh, The Love for the Wicker Man. Um. I agree with. I like this movie more. Okay. This movie's got that. This movie feels like. I think if you're if you like things like the the vitch, mm-hmm. if you like those types of vibes, this movie's got those folklore vibes. It, cool. It's real. I don't know. Like it's also it's just like this. It just so it feels so re- real. Like again, like Haxon's kind of the same way. Like mm-hmm. Wicker Man kind of feels like this. Like it's so like 
the the world you're seeing is so real lived in and yeah. lived in yeah it's feel like so authentic that it feels like you're a part of it and this feels like that tone uh but it has mm-hmm. a lot of things i really like in a movie it kind of it flirts with like a it's kind of like even though it's pretty different totally kind of feels like a good cousin to a movie i love near and dear called let's scare jessica to death oh and Let's Scare Jessica to Death is amazingly wonderful. That this was... Has 1970s like, A24. Yeah. yeah this <laughs> is 1970s A24 by, by way of Britain, uh, this film is. But it's a little hammerish. Is, okay. Uh, no, because it's not really hokey. Okay. Oh, okay. It's more... Let's Scare Jessica okay. to Death and, and Wicker Man kind of vibes. It's cool. That, it's, a we- it's a weird fucking folk, folklore thing. Gets me excited. That gets me excited. Now, another one that I know is one that has been... Actually, one that um, it's got such sights to show you, but we haven't been able to show it in the theater, is uh, the 1987 classic Hellraiser. Because it's hard as fuck to find the rights to it. And, <laughs> and every time I find them, they change hands a couple of years later. Uh, yeah, Hellraiser's coming back. You know, We, we all know uh, David Bruckner's new one's coming out a, a week before this. And I have avoided it. every trailer because I know I'm going to watch it regardless. I saw that. The trailer, like thirty second, I'm not. I mean, the minute and a half, mm-hmm. two minute trailer, looks fucking rad. Okay, looks fucking rad. Looks like a proper good Hellraiser film. I'm very excited. David Bruckner's the. Per- if you saw the Night House, you know he, he is the perfect man to make that movie. I think he he gets that sight that under your skin, but psych- psychosexual mm-hmm. feelings that. But it's also he did the ritual, which he knows fucking monsters and psycho, you know, psychological meltdowns and well, fuck. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little upset that Rebecca Ferguson isn't in this Hellraiser I film. Agree. I agree. I could always use more Rebecca Ferguson oh my in my God. life. Everybody can use more Rebecca Ferguson. She's unreal. She is so unreal. Uh, uh, Love Witch, when is that coming out? That's the end. That's actually one of the last ones in October, if I remember right. Uh, and that's one we did for Shutter Shot. That I one... like that movie. That is divisive as fuck. You either really like that movie or you really don't. It's and fun. I can see why you wouldn't like that movie, because it's weird. It's weird. It is weird. It is weird. It, it, that's the best way to describe it. But I think people, I think now is a better, I don't know, like it came out like just on the cusp of like people really liking that type of film and like on a broad level. Sure. I think had it been released like today or last year, it would be much more, I mean, it's only like a six or seven year old movie. I think it's a, it's a good time to, to revisit that movie because it's, it's, it's a movie that authentically plays like it's made in that time period. Yes. It, it, it is. Feels like it's been made. Sumptuous. I mean, if you would think that this movie has like a ginormous, but I mean, we're talking, we talked Pearl, and Pearl feels like a movie made in 2022 about 1920. Yeah. This movie feels yes. like a movie that you're, you're like, this was not yeah. made in 2015. It feels like it's a movie made in 1966 about 1966. Yeah. It's really cool. And uh, if nothing else, it's really cool. It's super cool. And But I can, I can really but get to see why I people like would not like, not like it. Yeah. I like it a lot, too. But I can see why people would not like it. But I think it's I think it's a great one. It's fucking weird, but it's really good. Another, I got to give you kudos. Perfect Blue. Mm. Nicely done. That's 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 one you don't hear about every day, and you don't get to see every day. But fucking that movie's fucked up. You gotta. I, I try to. You know, gotta have like a little diversity in the program. Yeah. You know, and like uh, there's horrors of all types, and there's all like that was kind of my thing this year. Like usually, I kind of have like a little bend of like, oh, there's a lot of uh, this type of movie that happening that in whatever particular October this year. I just wanted to have like a little bit of a like a good. Something for everybody, mm-hmm. really something for everybody, and I think people who like House or House Who will like Perfect Blue, and that's probably the same audience. Like it is that like 
you know, Japanese culture of, of horror, which is much different than ours, and, and it, but it is a horror film in its truest sense. Yeah, it's Cronenberg psychological-esque. Really? Very animated. It's very animated Cronenberg psychological. Very animated Cronenberg It's not like, I'm not the biggest animated film fan, and uh, but but when I was sat down to watch this, I was like, oh, fuck, this movie is actually my exact shit. Yeah, it's (laughs) really good, dude. Okay, And I know it's streaming on Shudder right now, but that was one I had lined up because never heard of it. Was it gonna be a first timer. When you go to the, when we go, I'll go with go you. Go with me because I'm, I'm down with Perfect Blue. That movie's slick. Well, and then another one from the '90s. In fact, 1999, right on the cusp of Y2K. And speaking of, was that a Dark Castle Films? Fucking Mr. Jeffrey Rush himself. The remake with of House on Haunted Jansen Hill. Yes, and Chris Kattan and Chris Kattan crushing you guys it. Want some cookies. <laughs> Saving the fucking day. Hey, but instead of cookies, he's just like, I want my fucking money. <laughs> uh, I, I fucking love that movie. It's it's super cool. It's William William Malone who directed it. I, I don't always love his style. Uh, and some of, you know, I would say it's the most 1999 movie. It is. Uh, in terms of his style and stuff. But, like, it, it's kind of charming because of that. Like, it, it's... It, it's it's cool. It's fucking fun. I mean, it's uh last year we did Thirteen Ghosts. Mm-hmm. I like Thirteen Ghosts is fun. It, I like it, Ghosts th- these a two lot. movies are super fun. Like yeah. those two are the ones I think they did really right. The Dark Castle one was that yeah. when they had yeah. it when they went like let's make the old William Castle remake yep. it. I think that's fun. That's yep. what they should have gone for and stayed that course. I mean. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other good stuff, but those two movies. I guess Ghost, Ghost Ship kept it going a little bit. Yeah, but it wasn't. Like, it's not the same tone, though. No, it wasn't. It's it wasn't a more as serious. Fun. Exactly. It wasn't as fun. And as Gothica these other two. was too serious. Yep. Uh, they have. They both have like moments in them. But, yeah. Like, but these two were Are the we first two, and they're fun great. across the board. Just fun, fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know they never got to the Tingler, but I bet it would have been fucking great. And yep. I got to see that at Tapcade back in the day as a because the first time watching, and that's a great one. Anytime. Yeah. Vincent Price Vincent gets the Price. plum, and you, you cannot go wrong. Now, going classic, actually, and this is what I really dig in. This, yeah, this the is universal slick. double this features great, that oh, you've got yeah. going on there. I love fucking old universal movies. And the best part, the brevity. You know, we talk about complaining 60 about... 60 minutes tops. <laughs> and you're playing... Uh, one of the double features is going to be Dracula and Frankenstein. I mean, that's about as classic an OG as yep. you can get. But then the one that I'm really looking forward to is The Wolfman and The Invisible Man. Because the Mans. The Mans. The mans, I've, mans. I've never seen The Invisible Man, so that's going to uh, be a first time. Oh, okay, well, I'll tell you, it is low-key real fucking good. <laughs> like, uh, The Wolfman has great imagery, but I think The Wolfman's just, like, fine. Sure. Uh, only because the others are so really good. I think that's probably the suffer- why it suffers a little bit is because of that. But the Invisible Man is considered to be the the last of the of the original generation. Of course, you have Creature Coming sure. Later, which was the the last of the new ones. Um, but fuck, man, the Invisible Man in, in nineteen, I think it's fuck. It might be in the fifties. It's it's one of the later ones. Is yeah, the 50? old Claude Rains one. Anyways, uh, it is so good and it's so different and and it's like actually creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I think when I was a kid, I, I, I listen. We all know why. It's it's because of black and black white. And white. We, we were no, born. No, no, no. It's because of a uh, ghost dad. Oh. <laughs> ghost <laughs> ghost dad. I <laughs> saw before Invisible Man, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't really like Ghost Dad. Any Huxtable, any Cosby thing is going to turn you off on a lot of different stuff. <laughs> it's a good thing we uh, didn't get Leonard's part one through five. I, no one expected me to say Ghost Dad. Your faces were like, oh shit, that's not what we thought. <laughs> 
No, yeah, it was. I had the box set of all the movies, and I was like, I didn't really like Ghost Dad, so I don't think I'm gonna like The Invisible Man because it's the same premise. Oh uh, fuck, yeah, I was I wrong. Funny. I was wrong, and it took me until I was like 20 to like get through The Invisible Man thoroughly. Yeah, it's the scars of the Huxtable, man. We get it. We get it. Uh, now that being PTSC. said, PTSC. Those are the main ones I'm gonna be looking out for. Were there any other you know highlights that you wanted to throw out here? Because hey, I mean, hey. Got- hey. Oh uh, no! You you did you did highlight it. Uh, the only other one I w- I would throw in. Well, I guess we talked about Piggy. Exorcist. Always, always. But hey, exorcist. we're doing an adults only. Scooby Doo. And let me just tell you this: make sure you don't switch up the stuff I provided for the adults only and the kids only, because the adults only is very adult. Okay. It's it's a, it's a large von Trier film before. before. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're doing it. Romanian realm. <laughs> And all ages and, a, and an adults only because that movie is, you know, it was reclaimed a little bit this year. But like when it came out, I was like, James Gunn wrote this, and it's yep. like, it was like, oh, is this a movie for us? And I was like, we maybe all were too cool for it then. But I think rewatching it today, I rewatched it a few months ago just to reevaluate when I was kind of putting together the list yeah. this year. Is this good for adults for real? It fucking is. It actually is really good for adults. It's kind of Shrek because it's got those hidden adult jokes. Oh, gotcha. I, th- I think these aren't even hidden. These no, are just yeah, like, they're not even hidden. I mean, these are like, you know, it was, it was like the safety of 2002 of like, we can just be, we, we're not smoking weed, but like, because we never mention it. No one ever acknowledges it, but we open a door and, and smoke comes out, but we don't say anything. So like, how could we be smoking weed if we open a door and smoke comes out? That's fair. Right? Well, that's, <laughs> that's you know, how it's played. It's, it's just like, right, wink. Well, n- nowadays, you know, the Scooby snacks are edibles. So, you yeah. know, you just have to update it. And it's, it's great. It's, it's and fun. I've seen that for me. So I will be partaking in oh, the I adults saw only. Theater. It was fun. It was fun. I'm well, but there's Scooby that. Movie. There's like The Lost Boys, The Craft, Tucker, Reanimator. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is one of the best all time horror know, comedies. I've never seen it on the big screen. On the big screen? I might have to check it out because that movie is fucking hilarious. It's proper amazing. I use clips from it in my you, class all the time. And how can you not love Alan Tudyk? How can you not love um, Tyler Rabine? Tyler Rabine, yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> again, now thinking of his, his little bit part in uh, Zach and Mary Make a Porno when he walks in. He's a like, hook it, fuck it, football. Goddamn amazing, yeah. amazing and glorious. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a great lineup. Like, we, and we have more stuff coming, uh, but at least some one thing every day at the very yep. minimum. Yep. Uh, most uh, most days you'll because there's new releases in there, that, so they'll have a new release and a classic. Most days you can see two things. The first that's cool. You already mentioned it. You have Smile the first week. The second week you have Halloween Ends. Then you have uh, Piggy. You and have then Terrifier Two. You have t- Terrifier Two in there, and you have uh, there's one more that I'm blanking on. And then our secret thing we're doing for Shutter Double Feature. There's plenty of new releases alongside of the classics. Yep. And uh, truly something for everybody. There's always uh, always fun to be had in Shocktober. Uh, that's just it. It's fun, and uh, thank you for because I know this is not easy to do. I've, My it, list starts with like 80 every year, and I'm like, okay, how do I pare it down? And yep. I'm like, I'm at 79. <laughs> <laughs> and it always, it's really, it, honestly, you'd think it'd just be easy because it, it could be. There's an easy version of this sure. for sure. And I always look at like, what did I do last year? And there's perennial favorites. Like, there's always people who have never seen the thing. There's mm-hmm. always people who have never seen The Exorcist, the Exorcist yeah. or John Carpenter's Halloween. Yep. I have to show those because people haven't seen them. It's tradition. And also, every year, sometimes that's, that is like maybe. For some people, that's the only movie they want to see that's sure. scary. The only movie they want to watch once a year, I'm going to go in the theater if it's showing and watching The Exorcist. A lot of normies, I think that's yeah. probably what they and do. And that's, that's good. You know, hey, if you come every year, and every year they do really well, so yep. I'm I'm never going to not show them. 
Um, they're classics for classic sake. Um, but then there's you know new stuff like Trick or Treat. I'm glad it's getting a lot of fanfare. I hope people really do come out and see it. They yeah. always do seem to support that film. And there's no better. You know what else are you gonna? Halloween's on a Monday this year, Sunday night and Monday. I I got Sunday stacked because we yeah. got uh, a Universal double feature. We got Trick or Treat. We got John Carpenter's Halloween. You could literally watch movies all fucking day that are, that are like maybe movies you've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's like just the coolest thing to me. Like again, I wish I could not have this theater, not know this theater exists. And come here You'd as a normie. Yeah. I'd just be like, "What? Uh, what's ha-? like? If I was just visiting Kansas City, what's yeah. playing? Halloween? Yeah. yeah, the thing? Yeah, Universal Man? <laughs> like, what is this place? Uh, and, and then you know, like next to it is like the new Park Chan Walk movie. It's like, oh, that's playing that weekend too. And then you know, this, 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 and you just look at it and you're like, God damn it! I guess I have to get another job because I gotta see all these goddamn well, movies. Let me just say this: as someone that really feels like this is a place of worship, this is a place where I come to unwind and just feel safe thank you for providing that man and mm-hmm. thank you for letting us to contribute and again every uh, classic uh, repertory screening in the month of October I did put together a little pre-show and customized trailers for each one so hopefully add a little you know bang for the buck there but no this is this is this is where we worship dude so thank you for allowing us to do that I can't believe we've I've been doing this for 10 years this is the crazier thing as 10 years have gone by and, and we've been doing this in the film the panic fast and it's like where does time go? <laughs> well, you need to know, though, it's appreciated, it's noticed, and we can't, again, sincerely, from, from us, from our listeners, to people, the you know, horror fans of the Kansas City area, man, thank you for having a place here that we get to have this kind of stuff. Well, you, you guys are a big part. You're just as much of a part of it as us. You're here every Friday. You put, you, you put in all the effort. You, you've, you guys sift, help sift through a lot of deep cuts. I mean, honestly, at a certain point, we're like, God damn, we've shown every movie, haven't we? <laughs> you know, like, and you're like, I guess we start doing some repeats because, because again, you come back like it seems like just yesterday we did this, and then it's like, oh, we have nothing four years, in four years, yep. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it, you forget that you're like, well, I don't know, like a movie, like whatever the fuck, like what, what any of these movies, like I've shown Haxon before, I don't know when, mm-hmm. might have been last year, could have mm-hmm. been six years ago. I yeah. tried to make sure it wasn't last year, but because time just is so. Quick. And especially within the last couple of years, time yeah. has already felt a little bit more displaced. So yeah. it's one of those things. We totally get it. We totally get oh, it. Yeah. But yeah, I listen, we, we're all here for the same reason. We all fell in love with these scary movies uh, as young people. And now and now we're fortunate enough to be able to watch them with people for the first yes. time mm-hmm. or people for the 10th time and watch them in new ways because a lot of them we saw on tapes or on yep. TV with commercials or cut out all the good stuff. <laughs> and now we get to watch sometimes new versions of those movies and sometimes really nice, clean versions of, the, of those films. And you see them in a new light. And that's kind of like... What I it's like Halloween Kills like mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give like I always will give something a second chance like everyone really likes Pearl I will give it a second chance I will rewatch both of them when Maxine comes out and I, and I will fresh start on it and I hope I eat, bite my tongue and sure. maybe I will because a lot of it is expectations a lot of it is how oh, you yeah. see it and that's why seeing things on the big screen is the best way to always watch stuff because oh, yeah. best chance the movie is ever gonna have of your enjoyment is on the big screen and it's also the communal experience yeah. you know seeing it with someone can affect how you experience a film. Oh, yeah. And then seeing it in the theaters, again, like leads to memories. And yep. like seeing it in <laughs> yep. the theaters again can yep. lead to different yeah. memories. Blood rage coming up. I mean, like yep. a lot of different things. And that's when, like you said, it's always good that we have our services here at the cathedral every week because it is, we do worship at the altar of cinema. This is a lot, of the, a lot of times, man. I am working for the weekend. So thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Not a problem. Not a problem. That being said, uh, 
Next week, I believe we are going to be uh, actually kicking everything off with, with our Slash and Bash episode. Yeah, basically a lot of the talks that we had with all the fine folks from there. So until next week, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. It's almost time, kids.